Welcome to the DJ Insider Podcast, sponsored by Amplified Events. It's the only podcast where we break down insider information from our weddings, experiences, and advice from over 15 years in the wedding industry. We're your hosts. I'm Mike Kane, owner of Amplified Events. And I'm Chris Zart, general manager of Amplified Events. Let's get into it. Well, welcome. Yes. To another episode the DJ Insider Podcast. Episode six. Um, so an interesting thing happened. We didn't have any weddings last weekend. Oh, you didn't even work a wedding? Oh, I assume that you were. zero weddings. In the first weekend of June. Very I got to ask you, does that, is that normal for us? No. This is like yeah. probably one of the busiest weekends that we We're have. normally booked out. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. And then... My news feed, Facebook, Instagram, my TikTok feed, blew up with something called the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. And I realized that for three days in oh. Chicago, 60,000 people were in that stadium. And even more were outside the stadium. I mean, just in Grant Park, in the parking lot, hanging out. My sister-in-law and my niece went, actually. So, yeah, yeah I get that. So, I guarantee you, as people are planning their wedding, they mm-hmm. were looking at dates. Well, we can't do that day. We have Taylor Swift tickets. I looked That's it up. Wild. Normally, we get tons of requests. Mm-hmm. Uh, to we had two of legitimate like inquiries that we could have done their wedding that would be a good fit. You know, right. we get random ones that no, no. You know, sometimes it's like they live really far away, or it's not really a good fit, or you can just tell like we're not a good fit for what they're looking for. You know, right, and vice versa. But uh, yeah, I I was like. That's what it was. That's wild. We had no wedding. Again, it's weird. It was very well, weird. I have heard this is like one of her, uh, not even for her, but like one of the most booked concerts yes. ever, like tours ever. I'm telling uh, Like everybody. they had problems with Ticketmaster. I, I, there was like a whole controversy. Like, it, yeah, I remember hearing all about that. That's, that's that was, makes sense though. That makes it sense. It was insane. Um, wow. So basically, yeah, that's what was going on. That's the reason... We didn't have any weddings, so I thought instead of recapping that, that it'd be fun to kind of talk about just briefly. Yeah. We play a lot of her songs at weddings, and uh, mm-hmm. I've selected five that I like. Okay. But I would love to hear a few that you like to play Taylor Swift songs. I would say my Taylor Swift is pretty limited. Okay. I, I, I don't play it too often. I mean, the one that always works and I feel like is like a good all-ages song mm-hmm. And it fits in with like "Can't Stop the Feeling," Justin Timberlake, Uptown Funk, Bruno Mars is uh, "Shake It Off." It just always works. It's always a safe option. Um, I know that like a lot of kids like that song. Um, I think that I can fit that into my like girl, what I like to call my like girl power hour set, which is my favorite set of music to play. That's like get some Spice Girls, some Backstreet Boys. Like it's a bit, it's a lot of '90s too, but like. There's there's just some good good material in there. But yeah, that's probably my most played. And then I think my favorite of hers is um I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's uh Maybe sing a few bars. Uh <laughs> is it just called Look What You Made Me Do? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Or like Ooh. Yeah. Look what Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. Off but reputation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's just like fun. Sing a few bars if you can limit yourself to a few bars and not sing the whole song. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I love that song. Um uh, a couple of mine, Delicate, love that song. Eastside on the, you know, oh my gosh, I just get pumped. I listen to that in my car. 
Uh, for weddings, love story. Oh my gosh, it's a great last song of the night. It's a great jump and dance and sing your heart out. I always forget that's we her. Both, yeah. I, yeah. I thought that was somebody else for a while, like some other like, because that was when she was in her country phase, right? Fearless, like, yeah, yeah. Kind of early on yeah, when yeah. she was super young. Yeah, she's a hit making machine. She's a force. Um, and you know we didn't have any work last weekend because of her. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. So because it's normally we're fully booked. Normally we're we're booking you know seven, eight shows that day, right? eight weddings. Uh, we had zero weddings. And that's I know I know it was weird. I couldn't figure it out. And then I saw that, and I was like, that's probably what it was. Mm -hmm. A lot less weddings, a lot less people getting married. And I know people are like, oh, yeah, we, we got married, but we didn't pick you. I was like, well, okay, that's fine. But, uh, right. yeah, Shake It Off, of course, I had. Um, Calm Down is a good cocktail hour song. It's a good, you know, pro-pride song kind of thing. Um, Blank Space. Don't know that one. Like, um, meet you, ask you where you, you know, I've been a blank space, babe. Okay, we're, we're butchering them. Uh, <laughs> a new, off to the new stuff, Champagne Problems is a good one. Okay. People love that. There's a breakdown in that that people go nuts for. That's a newer one, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Ready For It. Okay. Just off reputation. Oh, yeah. yeah, we played that one at, in uh, the middle of the that night. photographer's wedding we just yeah. did. Yeah. That I one dream. I never heard before, but it was kind of a banger. Oh my gosh, that people one, like, go hard for that one. That one was really powerful. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, I got to say, my opinion about the Tay-Tay Swift has, like, changed. I've never been, like, a hater, mm -hmm. but I never really liked her either. Yeah. And then, like, talking to my wife, she's like, she like, everything she does is original. Mm -hmm. She, like, doesn't have any ghostwriters. Yes. And, like, compared to so many other pop stars, I mean, one, she is literally the most popular. I think she's yeah. outdone Beyonce in net worth. It's incredible. I, like, hundreds of millions she's of dollars. She's done some good things. But, uh, she yeah, her originality is what... I, could, I, I respect her a lot for that. Yeah. Yeah. I love people, I've heard people say like, you know, it's, oh, you love her, hate her. But I, I've heard people like, you either get her or you don't get her. <laughs> like, it's not about love or hate because, of course, you love her. You just don't get her. Right. You don't get it. Uh, and that's what I tell my wife. My wife's not a big T-Swifter, and I love T-Swift. And I'm just like, you just don't get it. But uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, though, yeah, no weddings last weekend to kind of recap, but I thought that'd be a fun way to kind of open up the podcast and there's so many other uh awesome songs so if you have you you know if we didn't list the song that you like write it in our comments we'll add it to our list to dj with but those, those are just a few yeah. that we thought of uh, and i didn't have a wedding over the weekend but i did um i did a tasting at journeyman so we dj like all the i don't know if we've really told the viewers this before but if you're doing your wedding at journeyman we dj all the tastings when they're picking out their food and whatnot and i was actually kind of taken by surprise like most of them have been a lot bigger like 20 ish couples and usually, I mean, out of 20 couples, I'll have, like, I think every time we've gotten at least one booking. But this one, there was only, like, five. So it's like, oh, man. But um, the owner was like, oh, well, you know, they're in November. So two of them talked to me and are most likely to book. So that Fantastic. was, like, awesome. Like, out, out of only five, to sure. have them come up like that was great. But I just like being a journeyman. That's such a yeah. relaxed gig. I got out in the putting green back there, and, like, <laughs> it was great. Love that. Yeah. Wel Welter's Folly. Um, yeah, Lure on the Lake too. We do we did their tasting this spring, and they just mm -hmm. asked us today to do their summer one. Oh, awesome! So later this month we'll be doing the tasting for Lure on the Lake. Nice. So love doing that. Love working with vendors. It's always an honor when they ask us to do this, and and we're glad to do it. You know, yeah. so it's a good way to meet couples and and to help out a venue and help out a friend, and mm -hmm. um, we love doing that. And you know, it's a cool way to like meet people who've already booked with us or meet people who haven't booked with us. That's the th every time, time I've you buy worked at Journeyman, thing. I run into a couple that I'm already DJing their wedding. 
So it's great when they can like see my face ahead of time and, and vice versa yeah. compared to just like being over the phone and then not really meeting until the day of. I just like that kind of aspect of it. But. but on the subject of like try before you buy, mm. you know, we, we talk a lot about like, I think on episode three, we talked about red, red flag, green flag when booking right. a DJ, picking out a DJ. Um, and so, yeah, it's always nice to be able to meet the DJ if you can beforehand and who is going to be that person. Mm-hmm. But a good way to do it too is to do your research online and read reviews. And so I thought it'd be a fun kind of conversational topic to talk about what would be important for couples to know about reviews. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, I think the big thing that stands out to me when I like go on a business's page and I'm, I'm reading through and I, the first thing I do is I like usually sort by lowest just to start the, cause and it, what's funny is 90% of the lowest reviews are hilarious and have like, like I know it's not the business's fault and it's t- like totally a crazy customer, but like, yeah, just really read what somebody is saying. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I mean, that's the first thing that stands out to me is like, oh, this person's insane. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, read, read the reviews. Don't just read the top three or whatever. But, Go but also, I'm like, yeah. So I look for lowest reviews first. The other thing is that a, a business that has 100% only five-star reviews instantly is like a red flag to me. Because then I'm like, oh, you're only good? You are you never make mistakes? Like, impossible. It's a bit every, sus. It's a bit sus. Every business, like is going to make a mistake. Like some, something's going to happen and not there, you know, no business is going to please everybody 100% of the time, all the time. That's just not going to happen. It's impossible. Uh, yeah. So when I see a business that has like 4.7 out of five stars, I just know like that that's the business I'm going with every time. Like that there's a lot more consistency. It, it doesn't seem fake. It doesn't seem like, Oh, they just asked a bunch of, bunch of random people to like leave them five star reviews. Like I kind of like to see that I'm more likely to go with a business that has like a little more diversity and yeah. kind of the back and forth, you know? Yeah. Hope so makes sense. if I was hiring a DJ, here's the kind of the, the top five things that I would look for in the reviews themselves. Mm. I'd read them. You know, if someone just clicks, oh, five stars, and they don't write anything, that's not really helpful. Right. It, you know, um, so I like to see what people write. See the, the breadth, the width, the, the type of words they use. Um, you know, I like to look for things. Is The DJ responded well. He communi- He was very communicative. He, he always get a hold of him, that right. kind of thing. I like to look for, he was really flexible. He really, you know, adjusted on the fly, worked with us on our day, made, you know, made, smoothed over the edges, created nice flow throughout the night, those kind of things you're mm-hmm. looking for. Um, that they listened really well. He listened to our tastes, incorporated throughout the night. Um, I also look for, when people write in the reviews, we had a great time. We had an amazing time. We had grandma on the dance floor. We had mom and dad dancing or so-and-so. My husband dances and he doesn't dance, you know, that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Um, I also look at how many reviews they have because mm-hmm. I feel like there's companies out there. They have one or two and that's just randomly that somebody wrote on there. They don't request the reviews. They don't, you know, and, and I think it's because that's not a big part of, it doesn't inform the work they do. We, we try to request as much as we can. Uh, we also are honored when people just randomly go on there and do it because yeah. um, we're really looking for it as like a feedback kind of thing. You know, we want you to of course share your experience but we really want it to inform the work we do. We want it to have an impact. We care about our reputation. We care about the customer experience. And so what you want ideally is to have those line up where what they're promising on the website is what you're seeing in the reviews on the back end. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that when I, you made all these promises on your web page or your social media looks awesome and cool, it's all this great stuff about you, but do your customers have the, have the great experiences that you are boasting about on your media, on your web, you know, your platform or as part of your sale right. process? Uh, and so I like to see those kinds of things, that those kind of line up as a part of your brand. Mm-hmm. That's what your brand is as a DJ. It's your reviews. It's, it's the experience you give to the customer. So if that's not at the focus of your business, that will show that you won't have that many reviews. It's not really, I don't really care about pleasing my customers. We don't have that many. It's the first thing someone's going to look for. When that's my thought. looking up a vendor. 100%. Yeah. And, and now that I understand your question a little bit better, I, I don't know if I answered yeah. perfectly the first time. But yeah, I would say what I like to see is just kind of summarizing what you said, like if they cover um, what we did well in the planning process and the day of, yeah. that's super huge. And then also like uh, naming us like exactly. When yeah. I see like in the, in the review, like someone specifically saying like, Mike was great like in planning and then also Chris was great day of, like that's always great to have because when someone is reading that, they're like, yeah. oh, we're working with Mike or Chris or John or Jacob or they whatever. They get excited. They can see that there. And then that just also strengthens their, um, their trust in us. Yeah. So they call it social proof. Mm-hmm. Someone else has had a good experience. I'm likely to have a good one too. Right. Um, I also look for the recency, like how recent have they got those reviews? Sometimes you'll see, you know, it's no, it's no secret that wedding DJing, it, it's not necessarily a full-time job for a lot of people. It's a, it's a side hustle. Uh, and so some guys, yeah, back in 2018, that guy was busy, but then he hasn't gotten a review since that time. Right. I got to wonder, has he been working? Has he been working well? Has he been done any weddings? Does he do one or two or five a year? Yeah, absolutely. That kind of thing. Um, And so, yeah, the recency that they have, you know, lots of reviews um, and what they say, I think is important. Mm -hmm. Because some people, you're right, they want to make it personal. They'll, They'll go after you online. They'll slander you. They'll... They'll say a lot of stuff that maybe isn't true or is true, but they'll say it in the worst way possible. And that you can't, you didn't do anything right. Right. Which we know is not true. I mean, there's lots of experiences. Yeah, they didn't go as planned, but there was some stuff that still went well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but it's so interesting when you, when you see reviews and how some of these companies will respond so strongly. And it made, it made it worse. But there's a, there's a study. I'm trying to think of the name of it. But basically, the study found that when customers have less than stellar, a bad experience, and the company handles it well and resolves it well, they're actually happier than if they just had a pretty good experience with the company. That it builds that trust, it builds that company, that brand loyalty, Mm. it builds, you know, they, man, this is so much better. And I've had that same thing. You know, restaurant, something doesn't go well, how the staff handles it, how, you know, that kind of thing. Well, especially because I think that initially they could look at it as they did a bad job, that means they don't care. So when you respond positively and you're like, hey, what can we do to make things right? And you're actually putting yourself out there, that completely changes their focus. And they're like, oh, it's not that they don't care. Something just went wrong. Something happened. It, it, and honestly, if, if there's anything that does happen, it's usually out of our control. Yeah. Especially how, you know, with how crazy these days can be. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just like, like, like exactly what you're saying. If you, if you respond well, then yeah. that person's just going to be happier. Um, Especially because they just want something back. Like, they're upset. They're putting their grievances out there, and they just want, you know, some validation with their feelings, I think, a little bit. And yes. you know, I'm amazed at how many people, when they haven't had a great experience, when they contact us and I talk to them and I listen to them, all they wanted was just somebody to listen and validate and then apologize, mm-hmm. take accountability. Um, 
very few people wanted their money back. But if they did, we would do that too. Yeah. You know, because um, I want them to be happy. I want them to be, you know, sometimes things don't go well or we fall short or there was a mistake or a miscommunication or misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And we're always trying to improve that. You know, nobody's perfect. We're, we're always trying to do the best we can with, with the limited time we have at that day. Yeah. Uh, and so we understand the gravity of that, that it's a big day and we treat it with that respect. And, and sometimes things go awry. And so we want to, when that happens, instead of be like, no, it's your fault. No, this person's crazy or dumb or whatever. Or they were lying or, you know, just talk, well, let's hear them out. What was their experience? Yeah. And let's just listen and validate and, and try to make amends. You know. Um, but it's so amazing to me when I see reviews and it's just like they are threatening lawsuits, the DJ screaming at, you know, claim, you know, just wild stuff. Just um, fighting the fire with fire. It's like, yeah. And so for people listening who are planning a wedding uh, or recently had a wedding and the experience wasn't the best with some of their vendors, what's a good, what's the best way to respond to? I think the first thing is just communicate with the company directly. Um, I think that sometimes someone can be upset enough that they're like, I just want to put this out there publicly and that can kind of make them feel a little better. But I, I think the first thing to do is just like reach out to the company, explain like what your issue was. And I think this is just for any company in general, but like just, yeah, reach out to them directly. The person who was involved with, you know, working or whatever, um, and just make it a conversation, explain what you've gone through and then leave it up to the company to make things right. And then if that person feels still like something wasn't right, then leave that review. But I feel like you should try and reach out directly first. Um, but if you want to leave a review too, then that's your choice. And either the company will or won't respond. Um, which I think that it is good to respond to reviews like that. Uh, one for like a company to show like, Hey, we're not going to just like <laughs> be like walked on. I, I'm not really sure how to phrase it, but you know, just like, uh, if somebody's saying something that's not true or not accurate right. or not even brought into the right context. Yeah. I think there needs to be some balance there yeah. for, for, for customers reading that. But yeah. Just make it a, I, I think the big thing is just make it a conversation. Like yeah. we're just people running a business. Like we're yeah. also human too. Uh, just talking about it. And usually I think that most of the time things can get worked out. Yeah. Either someone getting money back or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or just listening or reconciliation. Just uh, make sure that everyone has a, just a good experience. That's sometimes too. They're want. wondering what happened. Like sometimes we have some technical things that happen mm-hmm. or some strange that we don't want to like explain or burden people with the day of. Right. Uh, and sometimes people just forget or they don't even notice. Like we've had mic dropouts. We've had batteries die. We've had weird things happen where we lose signal in our microphone You know, just stuff, yeah. stuff that's out of our control. And if we, if we could control it, we would, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so we don't always aren't like, always like, Oh, that we messed up where we're just kind of like, let's just keep moving. Let's keep going with the flow. Yeah. But if people are wondering what happened there, they should absolutely reach out and ask mm-hmm. what happened. And, and sometimes that's part of the process. They just want that reconciliation. You know, when you're, when you get your food at the restaurant, it's not cooked well, or it's undercooked or there's some problem, you know, to me, you should talk to them rather than eat the whole meal and then complain online. Right. You know how terrible it was. <laughs> Give them a chance to make it right. Give them a chance to, do something uh, to reconcile what happened. Absolutely. I like to do that. My wife and I like, if we've had a bad experience or a bad, a, you know, a poor experience, we'll give them a shot to do that first. We reach out, we try to talk to them or email them privately. We do not write something online mm-hmm. in the public square 
We want to first give the business, especially if it's a small business, the chance to hear us out. And sometimes, you know, if it's an owner and then there's an employee, they may not know what that employee is doing. And so the owner is very grateful for that feedback, for that input, because then they can address that with the employee. They can retrain that employee Mm -hmm. uh, or they can, you know, terminate that employee if there is a a pattern in there. But, um, you know, that's a big thing for a small business that your reputation is, is really important to you. Yeah. Uh, and so to have somebody just, you know, get online and, and write a bunch of lies or, or write stuff out of context, uh, it can be very damaging and very upsetting and, and it can be, people can take it very personally. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and so I like to, if I've had a bad experience and people listening, if you had a bad experience, reach out to them. Like you said, if they don't respond to you, then yeah, by all means, if you mm-hmm. give them a chance and they ignore you, we've had it where it was multiple things. We, we, we addressed a thing about this and then we came back and we had the same experience again. <laughs> so they did not address it, that kind of thing. Right. But, uh, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, yeah. Something I wanted to bring up was, uh, you know, obviously throughout a wedding day and especially the wedding planning process, um, every couple is going to have a lot of things on their plate, a lot of things that are going to stress them out. No matter who you are, how extroverted you are, your wedding day, there's going to be things you're nervous about, things that you're stressed about. Um, what things would you say as a DJ going into the wedding day? Um, I mean, I, I know we've both been doing this for years, but there's still things that get to me, still things that make me get, give me a, a little butterflies. Like, what do you think uh, are some of your more stressful moments throughout the day? Um, like, just doing your job in general. The things I stress the most about are... Uh, making sure I'm saying everybody's names correctly, mm. making sure I'm not misgendering somebody. Right. Um, those are big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure I have the right song, the right versions of the right song. Um, I like to make sure I get to the venue on time and yeah. safely and the equipment's working. Um, I'm feeling a lot better once I get there and get set up and everything's good to go. Um, yeah, I got all my cues, my cue points set for intros or whatever. Um, yeah, those are the things that really stress me out. After that, it's just kind of, am I going to lose signal in my microphones? Am I going to um, have feedback? Am I gonna, is it going to be loud enough or am I going to get you know, way outside? Is there wind or something that's going to interfere with the sound? Something that, you know, that's a wild card thing that you're as a DJ, you learn to kind of just start tasking away at and, and do the best you can with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, wild stuff. I mean, yeah, you're saying all the things that I would <laughs> I would say as well, too, Sorry. that I, I, I'm probably worried about. And, uh, you know, obviously we're also trying to make sure that that couple's feeling stress-free and we do everything in our power to kind of take that away from them, put it on us the day of. What's something that a couple could do, though, to make your day a little more stress-free? Which stress-free. I think would make their day stress-free probably the less that they can take off on you would take off on them too but i would just say like organization ahead of time you know yeah i'll always try to have the most clear and quick communication and make sure i'm super organized if they do the same it's going to be successful yeah when i have people that are giving me music two days a day (laughs) a day before their wedding (laughs) there can be problems there (laughs) problems that are out of my control yeah but i'm always going to be the first to blame too especially you know yeah because you're responsible for all those decisions, all the music choices, all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, is there anything? Yeah, I'm amazed say? that some, somehow sometimes you're right. They're like, "Oh, we don't care, just whatever music." And then you find out that they do care. You might care, yeah. And then not this song, you know. 
<laughs> that kind of thing. That does happen. Um, you know, I like lately when I do intros, just doing first names. It takes a mm. lot of stress and pressure off of getting the right name, the right pronunciation of the name. Yeah. And it's a lot faster. It's less clunky than John Geraldine Smith the third. you know, that just yes. John. Give it up for John and Candy or John or whatever, you know. Uh, just the, the first names real quick as an intro is a lot smoother in terms of flow, and it's a lot easier to get right. Um, and it's a lot of pressure that's being put on you of, like, of you don't know these people, you don't know how to pronounce their last names, but you're going to have to figure it out right now, like, yeah. and just kind of do it. And, um, I mean, I know I write out everything phonetically. I think you probably do the same, like, yes. <laughs> just yeah, to I have do. it, like, down pat and ready to go. But <laughs> still, mistakes can happen. And I've had times where, like, especially if it's, like, some Italian name, they're like, yeah, this is how you pronounce it. And then the day of, the, the guy's like, that's not how you pronounce it. This is how you pronounce it. I'm like, oh, this is just what I was told. Look, like I wrote it right here. Like mozzarella, I didn't know it was mozzarella, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mozzarella, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. That's awesome. But um, yeah, I know something I would say is, is that I've been telling couples a lot too and like urging them is um, your parent dances or, or your first dance even, you might not want to have the full length of song because being out there by yourself for five minutes feels a lot longer than five minutes. And I, I've been trying to tell people like, hey, like, you know, do whatever you're comfortable with. I have people that they want to do the full, you know, song for their first and parent dance, but I, I just let them know ahead of time, hey, this is an option. I can cut the song out around two or three minutes just so you're not stuck out there. Because most people that I know don't really like the full spotlight on them. And when you're just kind of dancing with one person and you don't have anything coordinated, there's only so much bobbing and weaving, you know, that you can really do, so... Yeah, that's what I would say is just like cut those down so it's just less less awkwardness and less stress. But couldn't agree more. Um this might be one for a future podcast, but uh what are some cringe worthy things <laughs> that you see that DJs do? Mm. Oh, that's not where I expected your question to go with the DJ, like other DJs that other I've seen. Other DJs. Yeah, probably not us. Probably not our company, our DJs. But if you do see that, please tell me. We'll. I think one of the biggest things and what I'll never do, and I've had people ask me to do, is like literally going up to people and like telling them to get on the dance floor. Yeah. Because I've only been at a guest at a wedding one time. And this didn't happen to me, but like if someone were to, I mean, this is human nature. If you tell someone to do something, most people don't want to do it then. So if, if I were to go around and I walk around the dance from, Hey, get you want to dance? You want to go out on the dance floor? People are going to not want to be out there even more just because I was pushing them. But but DJ, I've, did, I've did, seen that happen before. Did you do that to me? I'd be like, you're not my dad. I'd be <laughs> like, you know, like he's like my stepdad trying to, no, you're dancing. You can't tell me what you're to do. You're not my dad. I'd be, yeah. But yeah, so cringy. I, yeah, that really hurts. And I'm just like, if people want to dance, they're going to dance. And I mean, the only thing that I, I try and do is just, I just keep playing the music that they've given me and that I think would work well with their crowd. And then, I mean, most of the time out of a three hour dance floor, sometimes it just takes two hours. We talked about that in earlier episodes. Breaks late. I, it yeah. can just break late. And that's totally fine. That's just how it goes. Sometimes people want that huge period to socialize, especially when there's so many people you haven't seen before that like, okay, now we'll go. But yeah, don't push people super hard yeah anything on the mic too you don't it make when, when djs do like a stand-up routine oh i haven't seen that when they get like Have yeah they think that? they're really funny yeah 
or when they think they're like, ladies and gentlemen, they do like the uh, either the wrestler voice mm-hmm. or like the the strip club DJ voice. Welcome to the dance floor, cinnamon. You know, let's hear it for you know the bride and groom. You know, it just it's not good. It's right. not good. It's cheesy, um, cringy. Yep. Um, I don't like. I think it's fine if DJs dance. Like, especially if you're behind the turntables dancing, having a good time. You're yeah. feeling the music. You should have a little movement always, I think. If you're out walking out, you want to strut or make a quick move and keep things moving, fine. But when a DJ takes over the dance floor mm. and is dancing and showing their moves and the party becomes about them, to me, that is cringy. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're at that point, you're when, nobody knows you. Yeah. They just met random? you. Oh, he's the DJ. Yeah, so now he's on the he's dance a pretty floor. Pretty good dancer, huh? <laughs> and if he's going to do like a whole like like dance also I feel like the better he dances the more awkward it probably would yes. be. Yes. Yeah. Because then it's like now you're just a distraction and you're just taking away from you're making the wedding about you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and I would I, I would yeah. include that with like any kind of like air horn gimmick, uh, 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 you know. Doing any samples. Any kind of sampling. Um, DJ, and, and then they were doing like the DJ name. DJ request. It's really Coming fun. Coming into your ear holes. You know. To, that, do, <laughs> to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they're doing. They, they clearly. They do. Some of these DJs do bars and clubs. And then they do weddings. And they'll work in their own samples. You know. Shout outs yeah. to the, their drops. Their name drops and stuff. As part at a wedding, and I'm like, that's somebody's wedding. You shouldn't be scratching. You shouldn't be doing crazy mixes. Like on that smooth note, smooth transitions and like solid mixes are great, but like save it for the club. On that yeah. note, too, if your DJ is doing sales at your wedding on the mic, oh man, we have a special promotion going on right now. You know, um, yeah, we're we're doing. To me, your work should speak for itself. You shouldn't be doing the hard sell at somebody's wedding trying to book people. <laughs> That's I have not seen that, and that probably is terrible. Oh I did have gosh. a guest come up to me one before, and he was like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, what? He's like, you don't have a tip jar out. And I was like, yeah, because I'm not like a street musician performing right now. Not a so. busker. Not a busker. <laughs> and not really for sale. I'm really, I've already been purchased by the couple Yeah, to, to, to put on a great show for them and what their taste and their style is. Mm. Oh, well, then I guess going off of that, have you ever had someone, well, I know, I already know the answer, but I don't know if you have any good stories behind it, but someone offering you money to play their song. Oh my gosh. All the time. It's so funny because some of these people, they walk up and they're like, this guy's going to play my song. I've got $10. (laughs) He can be bought. He's going to, his mind's going to be blown. There's no way he can avoid it. What's the most someone's ever offered you to play a song? A thousand. A thousand? Yeah. And you said no? said, put that money in my hand. Oh, yeah. Show me the cash. People love to say, they talk a big game until and there's, they don't have the cash on them. They don't have an ATM. <laughs> and it's usually, too, it's like the end of the night. They're wasted. They want yeah. one more song. We're pretty professional about ending on time. Yes, especially with the venue. We don't want to make them upset. We got to work there again. Yeah. This is where we work. You know? Sorry, guys. We you guys to... have to stay after work for till 2 in the morning because we, of us. That's right. The whole <laughs> staff is waiting on people to break down. No, we yeah. want to get out of there quickly. Uh, so that the staff can go home too. Because <laughs> we're in somebody else's house. But yeah, yep. so that's why you're not doing one more song, you know. But yeah, people will offer all kinds of money. Um, people, you know, it's nice if people give you money, tip, five bucks to play a song, or I've had people give me a hundred bucks, you know. Mm-hmm. Fine, sure, glad to do it. 
The worst, though, is then they try to hijack the wedding. They try to, like, take over thinking they own you and they own the wedding now and you're their personal DJ to play every song they want when they want it. Not how it works. Again, you've already been purchased by the bride and groom yeah. for your services to perform at their wedding in their taste and their style. So The worst is when it's, like, on the do not play. And I've made it clear I can't play it. You know, it's on the do yeah. not playlist. And they think they can just buy their way through that. That's what happened to me before and someone started at five. And, and they're pulling out cash, and they went up to 100. <laughs> and and then when I said no to the 100, their mind was absolutely blown, and they were really upset. And I'm like, I don't think you understand that this is not your wedding. <laughs> like, yeah. And this, this song was specifically, I was asked not to play it. So <laughs> I, I can't do that. Like, I have to keep some promises. None, <laughs> I mean, to the couple, you know, I, I have to do that. Like, that's... I gotta if go. I'm going to do anything throughout the night, like, I have to do that. But I was, I was at a wedding with Marley last fall, and I think this guy was drunk all night. Just, you know, I played two or three of his requests, and they hit. It was fine. Yeah. But then he was like, one more song, and we're done. We we're done, you know. Literally, we unplugged everything, and he just kept raising them out. And 60 bucks? Are you serious? Like, I wouldn't take 60 bucks to play another song. And he was acting like I was making a terrible financial decision. <laughs> How are you going to feed your kids, Mike? That's what, that's <laughs> what you're like. I, just, you need money to get home. Like, <laughs> Don't you need to fill up gas in your car? Play this song. It, it bothers people when they don't get their way and when it's not about them and yeah. when they can't purchase you and they can't own you. Uh, and it's weird. At weddings, people treat the DJs like that sometimes. I think it's, my, it's, it's one of my few. Service industry people generally, too, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I staff, think waiters, as like a service worker, yeah. this is like one of my few um, moments of power <laughs> I can have of like, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm doing my job yeah. and I'm not going to take your money. I've already been hired. Like, yeah. So that's what I'm going to do for another podcast. But what cringeworthy things have you seen the guests? Well, we should or, open with the next Or one couples or bridal party do, you know. Because I'm going to think, I, there's a lot of stories in the back of my brain right now and I'm going to. Some of them I can't share. Like, I just can't. I'm going to hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there's some fun ones, I think. I've got a few. Yeah. Uh, that's but, hilarious. Uh, amplified events. This is the uh, DJ Insider Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Chris. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the dance floor. Great. <laughs>